Blog Talk Radio. My name is Yvonne, the Motivator Man, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It on the Hilltop Radio Show. This is the show that gives you the hot topics in a cool way. From 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., knocking the hump out of your Wednesday with classic R&B, along with a whole lot of motivation to send you smooth into the weekend. Good guests, great talk. Please call in at 516-453-9110. Ask questions, make statements, or just chat. Make sure you watch your mouth and your comments. Because me and DJ Sean, we talk back. Yes, sir, we talk back. Welcome, 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 welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Yvonne, the Motivator Man. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me tonight. DJ Sean, how you doing? How you doing? I'm here. I'm tired, but I'm here. I've had a long week. See, hump day last... just ain't, I'm just ain't getting over hump day, but go ahead. See, the last two Wednesdays, I was dragging. Today, I'm full of life. you like, girl, don't even talk about it. <laughs> it, it, it happens. Uh, Wednesday can either get you excited or can either, you know, put you in a sleep mode. You know, it, Wednesday is just that day. But I'm really excited because my guest this evening is a woman that, just reading her bio made me exhausted. I don't know. I'm serious. I don't even know how she does what she does. Um, and I love everything that she does. And, you know, this is the year for me just to bring to the forefront women of a certain age. And, I mean, she looks fabulous. She does some of the wildest, craziest things while all carrying the title of doctor. Yes. I have with me this evening Doc Honeycutt. Now, uh, before she comes on, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to get you something to eat, get it to eat now. If you're going to get you something to drink, get it now, because I have a feeling this ride is going to be like the saxophone at um, Coney Island, in New York, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ride. Yes, it is. Before I I get into Doc Honeycutt, just want to do some shout outs for some birthdays. I was looking to see, you know, whose birthday is today, and Herbie Hancock is eighty three. Oh. John, yes, eighty three. I'm like, what? I'm really? like, he was. I never thought he was that much older than me. I was crushing as a kid. Oh, my goodness, with my nasty stuff. Didn't even know <laughs> he was that that much older than me. But you have John Kay of Steppenwolf. He is 79. J.D. Nichols of the Commodores is 71. And this is funny. If you ever checked out um, America's Next Top Model, Miss J., J. Alexander, 
Jay Alexander is 65 years old. I'm like, man, black do not be cracking. <laughs> really don't. William Sargent of Echo and the Buddy Men is 65. Uh, singer Art Alexia of Everclear is 61. Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls is 59. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, uh, folks of a certain age, uh, we are just getting better. You know, basement Guy Berryman of Coldplay is 45. I would have never believed that. Never, ever, ever. Uh, yeah, Guy is sitting up there looking every bit of uh, 30, really holding it together. Um, and then we have drummer. Joe Rickard of Red is 36. Okay, he's not in the crew. But we want to say happy birthday to all of those people. And all of you that have a birthday today, happy, happy birthday. Uh, It is beautiful in New York. I don't know where it is. Uh, I know in South Carolina, I spoke to my sister. Uh, They have like 70-degree weather. But people, we have hit spring, probably going to shift right into the summer, and this is month number four of 12 months. You have eight more months to go. So everything you said you were going to do in January that you forgot about in February, um, you beat yourself up for it in March, here we are in April. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. The best thing you can do for yourself is have a disciplined life. Put in place each day what you want to do. It could be something simple. Don't put too much on yourself because if you put too much and you don't achieve it, then you're going to be disappointed in you. And people have disappointed you enough. You don't need to be disappointed in yourself. So each week, place something that you want to do. I hear people say all the time, I can't wait until the weather's better so I can travel. Well, the weather is better. And stop waiting for those three holidays of the summer, uh, Memorial Day, 4th of July, and then Labor Day. Do you know how many weekends we have of good weather? Well, June has four weekends, July has four weekends, and August has four weekends. That's how many weekends that you can chill and have a really, really, really good time? And we wait for those three holidays. And I understand it's because, you know, you, you probably get off from your job, but you have days off. You have a uh, sick time. They got to know you ain't sick. Start sneezing. What, what they going to say over the phone? You know, you have personal time. You have vacation time. Start taking some time for you. Put some time aside so you can just clear your head. You know, um, a lot of people are doing spring cleaning in their house, throwing out stuff they don't need, going through Um, you know, last year's clothes, seeing if they're going to wear it this season. And that's great, but do you ever do spring cleaning within you? You know, your body changes with every season. This is a great time to do an internal cleansing. And, uh, you know, I'm not throwing any product out there, but the one thing I will say, peculiar people, they have a cleanser that don't play. I'm telling you, if you want to do a cleansing, a one-day cleansing, peculiar people, don't go nowhere, don't do nothing, just use a whole bottle that you drink, and just make sure you're very close to the bathroom, and if you get up in the morning around 7 o'clock and you drink it, 
by 2 30 3 o'clock possibly 4 you'll be totally flush and then you can have some broth or some uh you know make you some natural juices or a natural smoothie and then you know follow up with just eating better and all that sluggishness disappears in the 24 hours so if you're looking for an internal cleansing i would suggest peculiar people it tastes horrible and you can't go nowhere i just want to tell you that up front you're going to be locked to the toilet for about five hours but then your mental cleansing have you ever just gone somewhere where you could just think about all of the stuff you want to think about and you you could just drive to the beach you know get a hotel room and just stay overnight and take your notebook. And he said, well, why are you going to a hotel room? You got, you know, you got a house to get away from everything. And make sure it's by some water and it has some beautiful scenery. It doesn't have to be the most expensive. And if you want it to be, then fine. But just give yourself time to rejuvenate, to clean out all your thoughts. You clean out your thoughts, you clean out your body, and then start cleaning out your life. We have too many people in our life that are holding on. They're sap suckers. And if you don't know what a sap sucker is, I know that DJ Sean does because he's down there in North Carolina. I'm an Alabama Bayou baby. And a sap sucker is a parasite that you never see because it embeds itself up underneath the bark of a tree and it literally sucks the sap out of the tree until the tree is dead. And then it leaves. And it goes to another tree and it does the same thing. You have a lot of sap suckers in your life. Maybe you need to look at who's in your tribe, who needs to go, who needs to stay. Now, I'm not saying make a phone call and say, you out. You're out my life. Get out. I hate you. No, no, no. None of that. You can still be with people and not be with people. My mother used to say, treat them out of a long-handled spoon. Treat them with a long-handled spoon. And we love you. We do. We love you but you're not bringing any purpose to my purpose. If anything, you're probably keeping me from going forward. So anybody, if you remove somebody's life, don't contact me saying it was my fault. It wasn't. It was your fault. You should have been more important to the person. But really, um, look at who's in your life and look at their importance in your life and what what they bring to your tribe. And if it happens to be a zero, then deal with them accordingly. And last but not least, your spiritual life. You have to feed your spiritual life. Whatever your spirituality is, you have to feed into that because that's what makes you you. All right, so y'all got your little life coaching for Wednesday, I hope it helps you go along. And if you are looking for a life coach, I am your girl, Coach E. And you can contact me at Man 7 at Gmail. That's Y-B-O-N-N-E-M-A-N-N-0-7 at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I'm interested in life coaching. I will email you back and give you 
you know, some information. If you're in the New York, Long Island, and not even that, I love to travel. If you're looking for the hostess with the mostest baby, I'm your girl to be on the mic. If you are, uh, if you are looking for uh, someone to help you do life plans, I'm your girl. Listen, why don't you just chat me up and, and hit my email and just see what I can do for you? Because I do a lot of stuff. Yes, I do. I do a whole lot of stuff. And shameless plug, Determined Women of Destiny. I have finally talked DJ Sean into letting Determined Women of Destiny be heard on Hilltop Radio. I'm excited. So starting next week, you'll get a chance to check out my show that is on YouTube, and that's Determined Women of Destiny, and that is Amazing Women Doing Amazing Things. I'm gearing up for Season 7, and it's about to be on. These women for Season 7, they are not playing. They are doing some stuff, and Season 7 is seasoned women, women of a certain age, and these women are really giving the 30 and 40-year-olds a run for their money. So, you know, check me out on YouTube, Determined Women of Destiny. DJ Sean, give us some music, because you know you're the best R&B DJ there is. Well, since we got Doc Honeycutt on, coming on, so this is, this oh, is the best here. song I, yeah. okay. this is the best song I can play for her to get her tuned up. Here we go. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Come on, girl. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go.
Introducing the all-new C-Class Coupe. Performance that moves you. Beauty that stops you in your tracks. The completely redesigned C-Class Coupe. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. All right. Mercedes-Benz. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we're not doing that over here. <laughs> we driving a Chevy. But amen, one day, one day. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Yvonne, the Motivated Man, and it's DJ Sean on the ones and twos. I just like saying that. It ain't the ones and twos no more, but you know what I mean. And my guest tonight is Doc Honeycutt. When I tell you she is the girl, she is the girl. And as, if you were with me two weeks ago, her, her bestie, Robin West, was on. So I am so excited to welcome her to the show. This is the woman that does everything and looks good doing it. Welcome, Doc Honeycutt. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, Doc Honeycutt, I know, just like me, you're a woman of a certain age, and I ain't trying to stand next to you at all. I won't tell you. I know. Hell no. Girl, you look good. Well, I do. Thank you. I put in the work, though. Don't think it's just <laughs> I woke up like this. I put in the work. <laughs> so, listen, I, um, you know, people may think that the DOC in front of your name is a nickname, but it's not. DR is your title. DR, capital D, little r, period. That's right. right. DR is my title, but a lot of people do think that um, that it's just made up. And I use Doc because Doc is more for the entertainment side. Okay. So um, I branded Doc for that. But yeah, I see patients every single day. Well, I tell you, it's funny because I was trolling you so hard. And when it said celebrity doctor, I was like, wait a minute, what? And she got the nerve to be a celebrity doctor. So you said, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like on top of everything else. And you said you see patients every day. So medical doctor, uh, do you you have a specialty or you're a PCP um, internist, family practice? I do, I do general wellness, but my specialty is muscle health, neuromuscular health. You know so something. I know that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know something. This woman out here looking like glowing dynamite, and she in there talking about muscles. Come on now, tell me beauty can <laughs> tell me beauty cannot have all the brains. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. And then I was trolling a little bit more. And uh, beauties and bike bikers and beauties? Beauties and bikers. Beauties and bikers. I'm sorry. I practiced that all day. Still messed messed it up. But you're a biker also. I am a biker. Uh, I've been riding since uh, 1998. And Beauties and Bikers is a reality TV series, and our show has um, been blessed to be um, 
aired in five billion homes all over the world. And thanks to DJ Sean, I just got picked up um, in Phoenix as well. So that'll be adding adding to those five billion homes as well. So, but we're in 103 countries. We're um, we're everywhere. We're on every TV platform that there is, and it's professional women that ride motorcycles. And you know, we're just trying to change the face and the name of what people think bikers are. They have, you know, everybody thinks that, well, not everybody, but before, you know, bikers had a bad rap. You know, they were in gangs mm-hmm. or, you know, they robbed people, just all kind of stuff. So I wanted to get the word out that, hey, I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, you know, I'm, I'm an author, but I still like to ride my motorcycle. I still like to come home after riding my motorcycle, you know, every night. So, that you know, just changing the face. And we have a whole lot of fun filming this show, too. So we get to go to concerts and all kind of different things. So, yeah, you know, my life has been – my life is amazing. My life is moving. Um, my destiny – that the destiny is taking me to places that some people only just dream about going, you know what I'm saying? And, and being an experience. And so, um, you know, we're just having a lot of fun. And then I saw the burlesque. Yes. We saw oh, the burlesque. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And then of course, Arthur. And I want to let you know, when I, I tell you, I was trolling you hard. I was trolling just looking for information because the more information I found, the more I wanted to get some more because I was like, this is so interesting. And then you have your link to your book on your mm-hmm. Facebook page. And I said, oh, my God, why don't I have the link to my book on my Facebook page? So I want to thank you for that because now mm-hmm. my link is up there. You know, you want to say, duh, but I never even thought of it until I, I saw your page. So I thank you. And then, you know, they, they always say six degrees of separation. You're on the Rewind Network with Eric Jones. Mm-hmm. I met Eric, well, only on the phone about two years ago. And my other show that's on YouTube, Determined Women of Destiny, was to be mm-hmm. on his show. Um, unfortunately, I was told so many things about my show that I didn't think my show was premiere enough to be with him. Um, So when I saw the Rewind Network and then um, the event that you went to, I remember when he was planning that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, small, 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 very small world, very small world, very small. So everybody, I gave you a little tidbit of what I found out. Now I'm going to rewind. And go to the front. Okay. When you were a kid, did you say, I want to be a doctor, I want to learn about muscles, and I want to help people? No, ma'am. I had, I I don't even know where this came from because I didn't grow up saying I wanted to actually be an entertainer. So um, my grandmother would always say that, I had healing hands. Like I remember as a young child, they would send me to different, um, like different elders that had gotten sick or what, you know, even it may have been at their homes or even at their, at the hospital. And they just Mm -hmm. wanted me to 
to lay hands on them. Just they, they just felt like that my hands were healing hands. So, you know, I'm trying, I was trying to figure out, like, what could I do with this? Like, how, you know, I can't just go around touching on people. Because <laughs> they're going to think, I'm, you know, I got some kind of problem. Right. So um, I went to school to be um, to be a therapist first. And it's just like I just wanted more after I, you know, after I graduated, I wanted more and I wanted more. And, you know, I just woke up one morning and I'm like, um, Mama, I'm going to school to be a doctor. I say, nobody listens to you unless you're a doctor. <laughs> and she was, you know, she gave me her blessings, which she do on everything that I've told her that I wanted to do. And she was like, go for it. So she had, I had two small children. She kept my children as they were her own. And she let me go get my degree, and that's what I did. Wonderful. So you said you had two small children. Um, were you a single parent? Were you married young? All of the above. Um, I was a young mom. I was a very young. I always tell my children now, I was like, we, we grew up together. But, you know, I'm still a prime example of, you know, even if you do kind of fall by the wayside, like that doesn't stop the grind. Right. You know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to reset and you know and motivate yourself. Don't look for motivation to come from somebody else. You got to motivate yourself. Reset and, and and keep on keep on moving. Very true. Very true. So here you are. You're, you you now have finished school and um, you got your white jacket and. Now you have your practice, and and where in there did the biking come in, the singing come in, the writing come in, the burlesque come in? You know, because when you think of a medical doctor, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I don't see excitement. I'm thinking, you know, it's nice that they do what they do, but I don't expect to see them have an exciting life. And so we, I don't think I'm the only person. We see doctors in that light. But you were shining the light on, I'm a doctor, but I also have a life. You say when you were younger, you wanted to be an entertainer. So that was always in your heart. Right. My patients see me in that light. They see me in that light of, you know, me being a doctor. That's that's all they see mm-hmm. because that's all that I show them. Mm-hmm. And even if you, when you look on Facebook, it, it may say something about me being a doctor, but I don't really focus on that, you know, being um, my networking. Like, I don't have to network on Facebook to have to get patients. My, I'm a concierge for um, for very private people. Mm-hmm. So God is like once again, you know, put me in a place in a in a position that I don't have to. I don't have to advertise that I want patients or anything. So I keep that off the social media. I keep that separate. I keep I use my social media for my entertainment side. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in with um, the Beauties and Bikers, with Robin West, my burlesque show, you know, anything that um, I want to do, you know, with the entertainment. Now, with the books, I'll validate the things that I've written because all of my books are – health and wellness, you know, talking about how to better yourself. So I'll validate, you know, um, that with me being a doctor. 
But, you know, like I said, on you know, that's not my focus. You won't ever really, you know, see me. I, you won't ever see me advertising anything about, you know, um, if you, you know, I'm, I'm taking new patients or anything on social media. Well, when it comes to, um, when it comes to keeping your life separate and private, um, you know, that's what we try to tell most people about social media, and they, they don't get it. And um, it's very important because you being a doctor and you being a biker, that's still part of who you are, but the two, mm-hmm. of, them, the two of them never have to meet. They don't, they don't have to meet. So I applaud you for that. I, I do. Even though I love your Facebook page, I absolutely Girl, they do. have met, though, Missy. Let me tell you. Because really? sometimes I've had to save lives being out there on that motorcycle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, yeah. they, have, they have met. And, you know, it's not that I'm trying to hide it, you know, or anything. Mm-hmm. But I just know that it's a place and a time for every single thing. Absolutely. And, and if you know on my Facebook, you know you won't ever see like any personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. always see, I'm just about my grind. My social media is totally about my grind, and it definitely is, and it is very entertaining. So when did you get into biking? I start riding in 1998. And the reason that I started, it's the story behind it, if you, if we have time to share. We absolutely um, do. Um, my mom, I always say my mother was the first beauties and biker because, like, she, we started out going to uh, Myrtle Beach bike, Black Bike Week with my mom every year. And she would ride with her, um, her male friend. Like, she would ride on the back, though, of the motorcycles. But we were down there in the hype of everything, the parties, you know, um, it was just a fun, fun time. Every, every Memorial Day, that's when Black Bike Week is. So mm-hmm. my mom stopped going, and me and my sister and I, we continued to go. And one, 1998, the um, the guys, you know, they like to ride the, the pretty ladies on, on their bikes. So yes. mm-hmm. they would stop and ask me to ride the bike with them. And I asked this one guy, I was like, what's your name? He was like, my name's Suicide. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm, right. I'm not going to be riding with nobody named Suicide because I already know how they ride. <laughs> so, you know, the weekend went by. We came home on our way home that Sunday because we had saw bad accidents. These late girls was on the back of these bikes, and the guys was doing, um, like, wheelies, you know, driving reckless. This one particular wreck, we, we saw limbs. All, um, yeah, on the street because of a bad accident. Wow. So at that point, we decided that we was not going to ride on the back anymore. We were going to come home, learn how to ride, and we were going to get our own motorcycle. And that's exactly what we did. That Monday, we couldn't get, we was like, when we wake up, we're going to the bike shop. We cannot wait to wake up. So we went, we went to um, one of the local um bike shops here the guy went he was like well um we just wanted to buy bikes we just wanted to buy some bikes and leave and that was it he was like well um have you took the safety class 
And he was like, I tell you what, if y'all go take the safety class, when you come back, I'll I'll save you some bikes. And we was mad at that point because we just wanted to buy bikes. But we did go <laughs> take the safety class, and I'm glad that we did. But, you know, we already knew how to ride because we grew up on them. But that safety class makes you think just what I just said. It makes you think about safety. Even though when I get on my motorcycle for the first five minutes when I hit that highway, it, mm-hmm. it'd be on and popping. Like I'm I'm, a, I'm running the hundreds for like five minutes straight, and then I bring it back down because it's just the adrenaline that kind of, you know, be excited about being on your motorcycle. That's but what yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to ask yeah. that. The speed, it, it's that, that need for speed, that's the, the adrenaline, the excitement of it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you can't even explain it. When you talk to a biker, they, if you look at their face, they're gonna, they're, you be, you're going to be, if they say, if you say, what do you like about riding a motorcycle? First thing's going to happen is they're going to get a big Kool-Aid smile on their face. Like, we can't explain it, but it just makes <laughs> you happy like it's a um it's just a feeling that can't be described you have to experience it for yourself and your experience riding on the back is not the same as riding on the front right i would i would think it would be a sense of freedom because um unlike you know other vehicles you have the side the front and the back with the bike you have the bike and the wind Open mm-hmm. air. So, yes. you know, I know I like kicking my car up to like 90. Shh, don't tell nobody. Because, um, yeah, my other car, I say everybody, the way I drive, you know, my other vehicle is a rocket. But, um, and I know how it feels when I punch my car up. So I, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine not having the front, the back, and the two sides and just have nothing but wide open space and speed. You know, that, that yeah. has got to bring your adrenaline, bring out the endorphins, and you are definitely in a state of euphoria. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at the same time, you got to rem- remember that you are on a motorcycle, and mm-hmm. you got to respect that thing because they will get away from you, and you got to treat everybody around you like they don't see you because they look over us as motorcyclists. They don't look for um, that one that one light. You know, because cars have two lights. Right. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't see. They don't see us a lot of times. So you have to make noise. We have to, you know, just make make. In our mind, we have to treat those roads like nobody. You know, nobody sees us, and 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 ride that way. Make sure that we are, you know, visible, or like I say, are making noise, because they will, they will run over you. Is it also the fact that because we have the car and we have the front, the back, and the sides, that there may be people that drive that feel that they are superior to the bike and that they own the road and that bikers should, you know, um, find their place to say, you know, find your place on the road because the road is for cars. Do, do you see, do, have you ever come into that type of mindset with the car driver opposed to the bike rider? Well, I haven't because, um, you know, I'll leave them. I'll leave a car. <laughs> but but it can go it can go both ways though. Bikers sometimes think that you know they don't they don't respect the roads. 
because they yeah. got that need for speed. You know, and I'm sure you've been around bikers, you know, going in and out of the traffic and, you know, um, doing things that they shouldn't be on the road. They, you know, a lot of them don't respect the road as well. And that's why yeah. we, like, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of really bad accidents here in Charlotte. And, you know, I get to see this stuff firsthand because, well, I, not now, but when I was working in a trauma unit, on and, yeah. and the the work day was a Sunday, like, because everybody was out, you know, everybody be out having a good time, riding the four-wheels, riding the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I when I say I saw some stuff that, you know, you wouldn't even believe that happens. Like, how did this happen? How did handlebars get in somebody's? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, right. Wow. Yeah. I, I just, I said uh, chess because um, a kid I grew up with, the handlebars were embedded in his chest. And then another mm-hmm. person, um, he was buried in his helmet. It was, mm-hmm. You know, so it, was, it was just that bad. Um, but I used to be a phlebotomist. And I used to ride on the ambulance, and we used to always hate for those calls to come in because we used to call bikers uh, donors, organ donors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, organ donors. Uh, luckily for me, not that I have a weak stomach, but I probably would have uh, a developed one, I really didn't see much, like, um, biker, he lost, like, some of his fingers, and that, you know, you can live through, but... I'm quite sure, Doc Honeycutt, you saw some horrific, horrific uh, things coming out of accidents that happened on the road uh, with bikers. So what I'd like to say, with the nice weather coming, everybody mm-hmm. on the road, can we please be safe? Because when we Clean. leave our houses, we just want to return back. You know, whether you have mm-hmm. a whole family there or you got Oreo there. Love your dog, Dr. Honeycutt. You want to re- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you want to return home, you know? So so let's That's just be right. safe out there and be respectful of the road, whether you've got four doors or you got two wheels or you have a slingshot, just um just be careful. And if my brother's listening, he has a slingshot, bruh, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Because you act like daddy. And I know that you hidden speech, you ain't got no business. Had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's where I got the, the need for speed was from my dad. He always drove fast. So did the becoming an author come first or did the burlesque come first? Um, the Arthur came first. I started my burlesque show um in like 2019, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the reason I started it, because the girls and our beauties and bikers, we get invited to a whole, you know, just like I said, a whole lot of stuff, like big concerts and just a lot of stuff. So I didn't want us to just be standing there, you know, at the concerts or wherever we got invited to. Um, we do a lot of appearances at nightclubs and all kind of stuff. So I was like, Let's, I want to do a burlesque show, you know, because they're classy, very mm-hmm. sexy, and um, 
everybody love them. Women really love burlesque. Women love our shows more than the guys did or as much because it was a form of empowerment for them. And like, mm-hmm. and, and it's really classy. I, so, can, I can imagine the empowerment because it's like, if I had the guts, I'd do it. Because like that redhead, I don't want to mm-hmm. stand next to her either. Yeah, she bad to the bone. She what? bad to the bone. Those yeah. two sequins, I was like, oh my god. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, um, but the we were busy, 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 so busy during the pandemic. I mean, we were moving around, and then you know everything just kind of got shut down because they weren't having, you know, the clubs and stuff that closed everything down. So it forced us to shut down. So um, uh, March 4th, I was like, well, before March 4th, I was like, you know, I'm getting ready to get my show going back. I had, we had a great time. We had a great run and I'm going to do one, you know, start, I need to start, start back. So we did one March 4th here which was amazing. Um, Miss Robin West performed. And when you come to my shows, you don't just get just burlesque. Like, we have a, a variety of entertainment. This particular time, I had Miss Robin West. I had um, a sax player. I had three um, burlesque dancers. I had two young ladies that um, they're kind of hip-hop, R&B, R&B-ish. They do both. And then I had another... Um, Hip hop artist that that done my theme song for my my beauties and bikers show, and when I say the next week, everybody was calling me, texting me, when is the next show? Because <laughs> wow. it was a class You know, it was just a really really good show, and people didn't we we didn't leave anything for people to get bored. You know, we had something going on the whole time. It sounds like um, a lot of fun. Y'all doing a lot of stuff down there in North Carolina. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to breeze back down. You know, I was in Greensboro in February, and my uh, family lives in Greenville, South Carolina. And I said, if I was ever gonna go south, I'd probably settle in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. Uh, south Carolina is a little bit deep south for me. <laughs> Greenville is not that bad though. It's only yeah. an hour, an hour and some change from Charlotte. So, right, because I usually fly into Charlotte, and uh, even though I could go straight into Greenville, you can get a flight in easier um, in Charlotte, and uh, one of my family members will uh, come pick me up. So, tell mm-hmm. us about your your books. You have a few. So I have seven books written and self-published. And there I have a bookstore on lulu.com. Like I said, you found the link on my Facebook um, page. Mm-hmm. So all of my books are uh, motivational. And it's like I had so much stuff in my head that I wanted to to bring out. So when I found out that I was capable of writing my writing and publishing my own book. I just went crazy. Like I just wrote that. Well, I got six in an, a coloring book. I just start writing and I just continued and continued. And I still got some more stuff in my head. I just need to sit down 
have time to sit down and, and get it out. But my um my best seller is my weight loss journey because um at one point I was two hundred and thirty eight pounds and I knew for me uh, I knew that I had to change my life. I had I had to be a product of my environment to be able to help others. So I started with myself and, and changed myself and started living a healthy lifestyle so I could help everybody else to live a healthy lifestyle as well. Oh, that's cool. So for everybody who decided that January 1st she's going to start that journey and you um, forgot about it in February and you beat yourself up in March, okay, it's April, and now you can go and you can purchase Doc Honeycutt's uh, book and get some inspiration. So now you can yes, get back you on can. track. <laughs> you, you can get back and, on and, track. You know, I made them easy reads because if you don't catch my interest in like three minutes, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like our attention spans as humans is very, very short. Mm-hmm. So you have to grab that interest of that person so you won't lose them. So all of my okay. books are easy reads because I didn't want to lose nobody. I wanted them to be able to understand what I'm writing for one thing because, you know, some doctors tend to go over people's heads. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, it's they're not going to learn, you know, what you're trying to put out there. So I wanted people to know what I was actually um, talking about, and I wanted them to be able to read it, and, you know, it would be a quick, a quick read for them so they won't, you know, wouldn't get bored. Great. And you said they were motivational. I also noticed through my trolling that you're a motivational speaker. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you decided to get into speaking and where you speak. Well, you know, we host. Like you said, you're a host. So if we host, we we like to talk. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. we, you know, what what better way to help a person, you know, than to talk to them? So I just kind of fell into that, too, um, you know, by me being a doctor and an author. You know, people would invite me out because um, I'm a mental health advocate. Because mental illness is real, but nobody wants to talk about it because of the stigma that has been attached to it. And I've had experiences that made me want to let people know that it's okay to start the conversation about mental health. Because people don't want to start it, but once you start the conversation, it's hard to get off of it because, you know, you're going to open up a can of worms. Somebody Mm -hmm. is waiting for somebody to start Mm -hmm. it because they need help. Yeah, that's my nine to five. I work for um, the largest uh, substance use and mental health facility, not on Long Island, but throughout New York. And um, basically, I was hired to go into communities of color because for us, what happens in our homes stays in our homes, and our communities are on fire, Mm. you know. And the discussion isn't had. So when I started going into the community and I wrote a four-week program to help 
communities of color understand there's there's help for you. There's help for you. You don't have to keep suffering. And like mm-hmm. you said, as soon as you open up that dialogue, you're surprised how the audience just responds and how many people, you know, need help. And they didn't know where to turn because, you know, you don't tell nobody nothing. So we don't go to therapists. We don't go to therapists, you know. My therapist, I know that he is very happy when the hour's over because I just take everything and just dump it on him. So when mm-hmm. I leave, I'm lighter. You know, and sometimes you just you just need that listening ear of an unbiased person. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, we, we've been taught to, to just pray about it, and we've been taught that it's just in our heads. There's nothing wrong, or we can beat this. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's what our because people didn't talk about it. People didn't talk about it. Right. Our grandmothers didn't talk about it. Our granddaddies didn't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because they felt like it didn't exist. But now more people are starting to step up and let you know, let people know that they have things going on. Right. So I, if you're listening to us, I'm sorry. Um okay. and I get kind of I get kind of passionate when it's you know we start talking about um, mental health and mental illness because you know it it's, it has touched my front porch with my family members and you know it couldn't get me so it had to attack my loved ones that's one of my books it couldn't have me so he attacked my loved ones mental illness because mm-hmm. I came in the house one day and one of my loved ones had took two bottles of pills and. I had to jump into doctor mode. I had I had to forget that this person was related to me, and I loved them so dearly. I had I had to save their life. And you know, from that point on, I'm like, we got to talk about this. You know, we got to talk. We got to tell people it's okay to talk about this. Um, this for disease, this demon. Mm-hmm. So they can get help. And there's very few churches. Um... I go to a very progressive church. I thank God for that. But it's very few churches that um, give you the opportunity to understand that, okay, we're going to pray about it, but we also going to see somebody about it, and we also going to take a pill about it. We're going to mm-hmm. cover every avenue there is so that mental health can be at an all-time high for you and not an all-time, excuse me, low. Because it's almost in our community, people rather be a drug addict than to say bipolar. Oh, you think I'm crazy? Well, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, honey. You've been smoking crack for the last five years. You went from 160 pounds to 98 pounds, and you ain't washed in the last year and a half. Well, you're not crazy, but somebody with bipolar is. You know what I'm saying? It's just that we pick and choose what's more comfortable for us, but none of it is comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, none of it. And I, I don't think we can get the message out there enough. I think we need to talk about it all the time so that people start feeling comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a gentleman that will be coming on the show and his son jumped in front of a train at 13 years old. Mm -mm. So people would say, well, first of all, what was going on when he was 13, that bad? He was only 13. 
Listen, the worst time of my life was my teen years. And he mm. definitely wanted to make sure he did not fail because jumping in front of a train is a sure, almost 99% sure you're going to succeed with this. Mm-hmm. And, and my grant that I work under deals with transitioning age teens, 12 to 25. And parents, they're just not, they're not catching the beat. They're missing it all the way around. So I thank you so much that you are doing everything that you're doing when it comes to to mental health because, you know, it needs to be discussed. And it needs to be discussed in places that aren't comfortable. And church is one of those places. But you know? also... You know, when, when it is discussed and, you know, when that family member is getting help, the whole family needs to get help because yeah. you need to know the triggers that triggers that person because, mm-hmm. you know, you may be triggering that person every single day and not even know it. So you or need not to even know care. Hmm? or not even care because, mm-hmm. you know, their thing is, well, that's your walk or your problem, not mine or I have a right to act like this and talk like this. Yeah, but you don't have a right to be abusive to me. And that's one of my triggers here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now tell us a little bit more about, well, you know what? Let's take a break because I want to come back and I want you to talk to us about um, the burlesque a little bit more. So DJ Sean. Hit us up with some funky stuff. Last week I asked for time, 777-9311. Did you happen to get that for me? No, I didn't put it up. I forgot. Oh, God. Okay, just give us something wonderful. You guys sit tight. We'll be right back.
Marie's Candle Shop and Botanical Store is now open. Located in the back of Northgate Mall, Pine Street Entrance, 1800 Evangeline Thruway, Suite 613 in Lafayette. Black owned by Roz Marie. Stop by Madame Marie's Candle Shop for sage, oils, lotions, and candles. Plus Yanni Steam, Body Contouring, Foot Detox, and Spiritual Guidance. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 until 6, and Saturdays 2 until 5. Stop by today. For more info, call 337 258 2354. Okay, we are back, and I have had the most delightful conversation with Doc Honeycutt. I'm Yvonne, the motivator man. You're listening to Let's Talk About It on the Hilltop Radio Show. Uh, before the break, Doc Honeycutt was talking about mental health in our communities and uh, how she is doing, you know, her part to bring information and understanding and awareness. But I want to talk, I hear Oreo back there. I want Mm -hmm. to talk about the burlesque. Now, if you go to her uh, Facebook page, you will see this beautiful redhead, okay? And just when I saw her, I was like, I wonder what this is all about. Tell us a little bit about your burlesque shows. So basically, like I said, we um, we travel, you know, from all over, wherever we're invited, we're going. And um, we present this classy burlesque show of um, burlesque dancers and, um, and artists. And I've only had um, rave reviews on it. And, and the redhead is Miss Edie Elderson, and she's amazing. She tell a whole story with um, with her performance, like, and everybody, everybody, everybody really enjoyed her. Like, she is like top. So I try to have her on every show that I have. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit about you know the like the origin of burlesque. Like we think about um, La Cage à Fall, you know, uh, that's when I think about burlesque, that's what I think about. But I know that it has, it has grown into something other than that. Give us a little background on that. For me, like I'm, I'm new on this side of the entertainment world with, um, with burlesque. But, you know, the only thing when I thought of it, I just thought of just the classiness of it and, you know, the art of being able to express yourself. So it comes in all different, it's different levels to mm-hmm. burlesque. You know, you can, some ladies will go, you know, all the way to like the tassels and just kind of covering up their bottom. And then some ladies, you know, they keep on full clothes. So it just depends on what level of burlesque you know, you want to, how, how far do you want to take this thing? How creative do you want to be? And still, at the same time, keeping that classiness. And I had I had an experience because, like, it's very important for all of my shows to be classy. And as you keep, you know, as you notice, I keep talking about the classiness of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, environments, where, you know, like different environments that you have your shows, that can it can quickly change from classy to unclassy or, you know, kind of ratchet-like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So um, mm-hmm. 
and I, I had that experience. It wasn't my place, but I went to another show that was somewhere else, and it just kind of quickly changed the game for me, and I, I didn't enjoy it as much. So um, I, I like the, the classier side of it. It's, you know, the elegant side of it more so. Okay. All right. Well, it looks, um, the pictures that I saw, it looks like top shelf act, you know, definitely look like a whole lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then I saw the uh, fashion show. Do you do a lot of fashion show with your your bikers? That fashion show was actually at the um, at the Rewind Network Weekend of Love because okay. like I'm all over. People invite me to do uh, red carpet um, interviews and um, you know, but I do do a, um, I am at a lot of fashion shows all the time. I do some I walk in some fashion shows. Like I just had a um, got to hit me up for um, Fashion Week New York and a few other um, states as well. So, you know, I kind of get in on that side as well, too. Okay. Um, I'm just sitting here like I'm I'm in awe. I, I really am. People don't understand. I'm going back to your Facebook now and looking at, you know, so much, so much, so much stuff. And we have Oreo in the background barking. You have Oreo dressed up so cute. <laughs> you know. My mom got her Oreo, that little shirt. I was like, oh, my God, and she could actually wear it. Yeah, she's a, I'm not a, a dog person, but she is really so cute. I was like, well, you know, if I had a little dog like that, I could survive. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, 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 really cute dog over there. And last but not least. How did you get into the performance and the singing part with Robin West? Because um, I'm listening to her songs, you know, and uh, she mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, that's Doc, that, uh, that's me and Doc Honeycutt. And I'm like, I'm like So Rob, Robin and I, we met at a radio interview in Raleigh. I had no idea that I was going to meet Miss Robin West, but when I walked in, she was sitting there with her uh, manager, and, you know, we were all getting ready to go on air, and she was like, you're going to be my sister. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be my sister. And after that, like, we've just been connected ever since. Like, we got so busy immediately after we met. I think that next week, we was at, um, let's see, the next week we went to, oh, God, we went to the Elton John concert. Then we went to, um, I mean, we got busy doing some amazing stuff. So, it was, um, and we've been grinding ever since. And, you know, she, you know, I got a back. I just got a back. I got a back when it comes to the music. DJ Sean got her back when it comes to the music, and um, you know we're just gonna ride this thing. I ain't gonna say t- the wheels gonna fall. I don't want the wheels to fall off, but if they fall, we're gonna still be riding. I'm busting my stopping. Oh my goodness! To have all of those things on your plate, and like you said, you see patience every day. 
How do you do the balancing? You just do. I mean, you just you you put everything in its proper perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I have to see patients during the day. So at night, you know, I'm doing my I'm working on beauties and bikers. You know, we may be filming or we might have an appearance, you know, and we're still filming because everything is content for us. So mm-hmm. um, my media stuff, a lot of times is just, you know, most of the time is on weekends. So I'm, I'm working. I'm seeing patients during the week. And, you know, at night if I have any an appearance, I'm doing the appearance or whatever. But I just got it so, I got it so organized that, you know, nothing really interrupts nothing else. And I ha- now that I've gotten so busy, I used to remember everything in my head, but I've gotten so busy now, like I actually have to keep the stuff, you know, like keep my calendar. I have to keep a calendar where at one time I I didn't have to keep a calendar, but now if I don't keep a calendar, I'm going to miss somebody's event because I'm, I'm somewhere all the time. See, I was hoping that you had some tips that you were going to give out because I'm I'm one of them people that need help with the balance of that. You know, I do the nine to five. Um, I have this show. I have my other one on YouTube. Um, motivational speaking also. Hosting events also. Sometimes it all runs. And then I have my church activities. I'm on the media team with church. You know, sometimes it all runs into each other and the week is just a blur. And you feel like, you know, you're just running behind that eight ball constantly. No, you do. That You do. You, you're always, like, I'm always running. I'm always on the move. But, I, you know, I just, I just do it. Like, you just do it. You go from one event to another. I've done three events in a day before. But, you know, you just make it happen. So, like, advice, I can't really give you advice other than making sure you're keeping everything on your calendar and, you know, you stand in control of whatever you have, stand in control of whatever you have going on, you know, with your time and everything to make sure you get to the next thing. Okay, and mentally so keep yourself rooted and grounded. That's the biggest thing, you know, just keeping yourself where you can be in control and don't try to outdo yourself. So for all my busy chicks that are listening, um, there you go. There's your tips. Stay rooted and grounded. Get you a good um, calendar, weekly planner, or put that calendar on your phone to good use. So that, you know, you will keep it all together. Um, that's now, the one biggest thing. One important thing that I can say is I make sure I get my rest. I make sure I I make sure I sleep. Because if you don't have no gas, you run out of gas, you're done. <laughs> so I make sure I, I take care of my body, you know, mentally and physically. And I don't try to. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna do anything that um, that's gonna overexert me as far as you know trying to do too much. You know, have too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I totally understand because the month of March, I have way too much on my plate. 
I will probably be regurgitating. I will be overeating so much with all of these events that I have um, in May. But, you know, when you're trying to make a name for yourself, saying no isn't something that you get a chance to do until you've gotten there. So um, I will definitely take your advice and, and put stuff in its place. Now, your show, uh, Beauties and Bikers, did I say mm-hmm. it right? Okay. You did. So um, these are all the women that ride with you. Or these mm-hmm. women that you've come to meet along the way, and they may be in different states. Beauties and bikers, Charlotte. Uh, everybody is local. Okay, but it's just Charlotte. Hmm. I said it's just in Charlotte right now. Well, my no, it's not. It, the The show is aired all over the world. The show mm-hmm. is aired in 103 countries, but we film in Charlotte. Okay. But we're everywhere. We're on, we're on every TV platform. Like I said, we're in five billion homes all over the world. So if someone is a female biker and they'd like to uh, join you, they can do that. I'm correct? Um, no. I mean, we're not a club. We're a TV show. Okay. That's we're not I a motorcycle Okay, I thought it was like a club and then you, you film. No, it's a TV show and yeah. you, okay. This is a TV show only. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people um, think that we're a motorcycle club and we're not. I'm like, no, we are just, this is just entertainment. We are just a TV show. But, you know, actually, I love these this group of ladies that I, that we work with. You know, we, everybody's, um, like I have another doctor that's on the cast as well. It's it's four of us in all. But I would love my goal is to do a Beauties and Bikers Virginia, a Beauties and Bikers Texas, a Beauties and Bikers Atlanta, a Beauties and Bikers Trinidad. Like I want the Beauties and Bikers brand to be so big mm-hmm. that you know it, it's being talked about in places that my feet has never stepped in. Right. And what are some of your show topics? Oh, uh, we don't do topics like it's um because we 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 just do like the episodes. We don't do um we don't say uh, Doc Honeycutt is coming to town or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he just the way the director mm-hmm. get it uh, got him. He got it like it's, it's well our shows are like a reality show, but um. It's just living out every, you know, our reality. Our show is about just living our reality instead of having, like, topics. Okay. It's whatever we got going on. Whatever we have going on for that week, that's our content. Wherever we're going to be as far as, like, our our event, our content. Our our content, mostly we film at the bike shop here, and um, we have two bike shops that we film in. And we go there to clean motorcycles, and we're just talking about, you know, things that we're doing, and people come in, and they, you know, because they know that we're there, and they talk to us, and uh, while we're cleaning the motorcycles, and then we may have some celebrities stop by, 
or, you know, we go into these concerts and we get to talk to um, whoever the celebrities are there. And we have a girls' bike night that we do um, at one of the bike shops and where a lot of ladies come out and, you know, we get to do, um, like, women networking. So that's on, you know, on TV as well. So it's a lot of good stuff. you got to watch our show. That's our just be ready to say. Tell us where we can watch. You can watch our show everywhere. We're on Spectrum. We're on UVerse. We're mm-hmm. on Roku. We're on Fire Stick, Google Play, Chromecast, Apple TV, Android TV, iOS, Xbox, PlayStation. I probably missed something, but everywhere. We're on the Rewind Network. We're on the mm-hmm. MJ Own Network. We're on um, the Motorcycle Entertainment Network. So many. On Point Network. Oh, On Point. Okay. We just got picked up on Soul Soul TV. That's huge. That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we're getting ready to be picked up on one that um, DJ Sean connected us with uh, in Phoenix as well. You know, that doggone DJ Sean, he know everybody, everything, don't he? Don't he? We're going to call him the, con- the connector. Well, he, is, he is the plug. He is definitely yep. the plug. Doc Honeycutt, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, you guys, if you want to call in, you have some time to call in. Doc, you have a few minutes. If we have some call in. That you can yeah, answer can I give out questions? Can, yeah, I would love that. And can I give out my social media handles as well? Please, so everybody give, out can follow all, me? give out all your information. So you guys go to um, YouTube. You can go to YouTube and watch our clips as well on YouTube. We don't. I don't put my shows on YouTube because I don't want people to think that it's a YouTube show. But we have some amazing clips on YouTube. Beauties, B-E-A-U-T-I-E-Z, and Bikers with a Z as well. We got a lot of clips on there. Um, But you can follow me on IG, Doc Honeycutt Enterprises. You can follow me on Facebook, Doc Honeycutt, uh, Doc Honeycutt Media on Facebook. Beauties and Bikers have a page on Facebook as well. So those are my handles. Now, um, where can they go specifically for those books? And I said that because those books look juicy. <laughs> On lulu.com. I think if you just put in the search, put my name, Doc Honeycutt, in there, my bookstore should come up. Okay. You guys go take a moment and check out those books. And um, we are on. And if you have any questions, and you'd like to call in, the number is 516-453-9110. And we hope that you do call in so that um, Doc can give you um, all the information that you're looking for. And if not, we're going to let her get her beauty rest. So, DJ Sean, if you could go to the break, and then we'll come back, and hopefully we'll have some calls.
This your girl Monique Songbird, and you're rocking with the Queen Rosemarie, aka Double Chocolate, on Love After Dark, on Hilltop Radio. Tune in. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, shame on you. Where you been since 8 o'clock or 7, depending on um, where you're located. I have been talking with Dr. Honeycutt. I'm Yvonne, the Motivator Man. You're listening to Let's Talk About It. Doc Honeycutt is a medical doctor, sees patients every day. She is a biker. She has a television show. She is a motivational speaker. She is a host. She is, did I say author? She does burlesque and fashion shows. And she's also a singer and performer. Doc Honeycutt is that girl. And I've kept her, I have tried to prolong her today to see if we have any callers. Doc Doc Honeycutt's in them damn streets, to say it like that. (laughs) You might have to do that. Already no, no, no. Honestly, when I call Doc, I said, Doc, what you doing? But he just showing them out here these damn streets. I said, that's the damn streets. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time I check her page and I see something like that, there she goes. She in the streets. She in the streets. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? That's good. That's good because that means business is booming. And we, we want you in them streets. We have a caller. Hey, caller, what's going on? Hey, I'm calling in to shout out my sister, Doc Honeycutt. Yep, she be in them streets and she be in them with me. Robin West, track mom on the beat, baby. Get <laughs> out of here. That's my new best friend. Hey, Robin, what's up? That's my ride. That's my ride, uh, that's my ride. We don't never die, but that's my ride. I see right now. <laughs> that's right. I had to ask her how the two of you became acquainted, you know, how she got to be um, like uh, your singer and your and your backup dancer, you know, <laughs> or your Yeah, first, more, your she's way dancer. more than that. Yeah, she touches the mic before I do. She, um... You know, she brings me out on the stage, and then we it, it's on from there, and then it's all rock nonstop until we exit the stage again. <laughs> and you see, that's, like, wonderful because everybody needs, you know, that friend that's got them, you know, no matter what, no matter what they're doing, you know, you know you can depend on that person. And I hear that. I heard that when I interviewed you about Doc and when I talked to Doc Honeycutt, I heard that when she spoke about you. So that has got yeah. to be so wonderful that the two of you know we're riding together on this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just came all the way. We had a show Saturday night. It was so nice. And, uh, yeah, she traveled. I know that drive had to have been at least six hours, wasn't it, Doc? Maybe. It was yeah. so it was some things. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah, because yeah, I'm four hours from you, and that was almost that was two hours like for me. So yeah, so, but yes, I I mean I don't know. She is amazing. All I can say is this woman is a super amazing woman. Wears many different hats and wears them all extremely well. <laughs> and Thank she still you makes too. you know you feel like you're the only person in the world. I'm sure that's how her patients feel as well. But uh, I'm so proud of her and. Uh, 
I love hanging out with the doc, the doc Conica. Yes, yeah, she's a rider, she's a baddie, she's all that. She's super talented, and uh, I I love her so much. That's my sister. <laughs> I love you too, Kayla. <laughs> when I went to her page and I saw the two of you together, I was like. If this ain't an incentive to lose weight, I don't know what is because I'm not standing nowhere near y'all with my chunky butt because y'all's waist is like snatched. You know, y'all standing up there with a, a, a baby, a, 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 not a bathing suit, a bikini. A bikini. Okay. And I'm like, listen, you better go ahead, Doc, with your bikini. <laughs> That's right. You just you go ahead. I didn't see a wrinkle. I didn't see a stretch mark. I was like, okay, this this is fabulous right here. You know, it ain't me, but I'm still happy for. You know, <laughs> I ain't a hater. I took that as okay. This is sheer inspiration right here. Can we walk in place for twelve minutes before we go to bed tonight? Can we do that? <laughs> right. Because she said, you know. She puts in the work, so I'm like, okay, I, I, I hear you. Tell her I put in the work, Donna. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. to keep that. Yeah, my eating habits are, you know, like I'm very strict when it comes to my my eating habits, and you know, I just take care of myself. I run, you know, I'm active because, like, my family. My family had a history. They have a history of like you know all the stuff, the the bad stuff, the high cholesterol, the, the um, high blood pressure, and diabetes. And I don't want that stuff. Like I don't, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. So if <clears throat> if it's controlled by what I put in my ba- my mouth and my activity, like I'm gonna be running till I'm a hundred. I hear that. I hear that. We all wanna live long. But we ain't doing nothing for us to stay here as long as we want to. And who wants to be 92 years old on a walker? I No, if I'm going to be 92, I want to, I don't mind a cane because I'll just bling it out. You know, it'll be a blinged out cane. But I want to be able to walk and do stuff. Sure, we're going to be 92. Me and my sister, we're going to be up there singing, bump your head. I'm going to still be wearing my high heels. I'm going to be like a Rita Franklin. I ain't about to get out of my high heels. Yeah. Hi. 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 I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening for the two of y'all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a mind thing. It's a mind thing. Definitely. Definitely. Well, and people always say, well, you don't look your age, but I'm like, you know, like on any, when people see somebody that's 100 that looks good, they'll be like, well, you don't look 100. Well, how does 100 supposed to look? How can you put a face on what 100 supposed to be look like? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or 80. You don't look yet. You don't look 80. What is it supposed to look like? Right. 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 You know, I've been laughing for like a week and a half because I put a black and white picture up, right? And someone mm-hmm. said, you should have put it up in color because it makes you look old. I can see your puffy eyes and your wrinkles. And I said, boo, at 61 years old, the life that I lived, I wasn't supposed to see 21. So these last okay. 40 years, 
have been blessings from God. And I've lived long enough to see my face change, my hair go gray, my wrinkles, my eyes get puffy, beat my grandkids. I'm sorry, spank my grandkids, you know, because somebody beat them called uh, social service. Uh, you know, old enough no. to have grandkids, I'm blessed. So when they say, oh, I can't believe you're 61. Well, I can. Right. I can. When I get out to bed and you hear all these bones creaking, I can. Just by the time you see it, I done put it all together. That's right. <laughs> that, that's it. So, yeah, we are, I, I believe we are defying gravity. And, you know, like they say, black don't crash. But good God Almighty, Robin and Josh, y'all are just making that out to be the truth. <laughs> And we got to get out there and make it happen. You got to bounce around a little bit. Got to bounce around. <laughs> oh, she said, I bounce around. I bounce around. <laughs> bounce that, around. That, that bouncing around will keep you young, won't it? Yeah, go right. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Just bounce well, around, you know. It's, it's in your mind. Ladies, it has and been a pleasure. And your attitude, too. Your attitude. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Because I feel, Most old I feel young. Old. They do old stuff. You know? Yes, I think I think very young. I always say to my daughter, "Why do these forty-some-year-old guys come for me?" And my daughter said, "The only person don't think they old is you, Yvonne. It's you, Yvonne. Ah. You run around thinking you young, Yvonne." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah. I I don't know what old feels like. I just feel the way I feel." That's it. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully, ladies, we'll be doing this for years and years and years to come. Absolutely. I'll plan on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. Ladies, it has been a pleasure talking to both of you guys. And I you have too. Dallas Honeycutt and Robin West. You can go and you can check them both out on Facebook. You have Doc Honeycutt. That's D-O-C Honeycutt. And then you have Robin West Music. Go and check out both of these phenomenal women because they are just that phenomenal. Like them, subscribe, follow them. Trust me, you will thank me later. Um, and uh, I got to get out of here. I think I'm a minute over time. Uh, DJ okay. Sean, thank you for your patience. And Doc Honeycutt, thank you for a fabulous interview. I will uh, be in touch. And Robin, come on now. You know you're hey. about to be my bestie in my head. And we're gonna bring Doc and we're gonna bring Doc Honeycutt on in there too, doggone it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, you got the people now. <laughs> so until next time, people, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Good night. Hey. Night. night.
story though About this man You know he said uh, You mind if I bump my head I said bump your head I mean we was just dancing Hey baby I'm ready To get it on I'm lit on this brown baby Been shipping on it all night long I feel you rising It's sexy Yeah I think you wanna get next to me
What's up? 